This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome back to Buckets, the only NBA podcast that releases every five and a half weeks, guaranteed. We're back with Billy. You're getting bucket buckets. And we're back with Rui. Yes. Finally, a Hachimura sighting. We don't really talk about <laughs> Rui very often. You talk about Rui very often. If you're a friend of Amir, well, now you I talk do. about it. Yeah. <laughs> How about Shaq and Charles Barkley calling him Rui Hoochie Mama? That was <laughs> that wasn't okay. That was a little offensive. that was a little too tacky. It was blue. It was too soon. For Is me. Shaq losing cred with all of these? I don't know your game. I wasn't. I have to apologize. I was unfamiliar with your game memes. Yeah, I mean, like, like, come on, dude. <laughs> that's a funny meme. But then, like, if you're not an all star, I don't know who you are. Is kind of a weird thing to go public with. Yeah, that's not a brag. That's not yeah. the brag you think it is, Shaq. Well, they used to do like the, can you name what player, like what team is James Johnson on? And he's like, I can't figure it out. But like to get to the point where it's like, I've literally never heard of Rui Hachimura is a whole new level. Yeah, that's a that's a you problem, Shaq. That's not a Rui problem. (laughs) (laughs) Him and Durant getting into it was very fun as well. Yes. Durant, what are your feelings on Durant on social media? He's becoming like kind of like this Zen cool guru figure. Like he's not really like getting mad at people. He's just like kind of sticking up for people now. It's kind of fun. Yeah, his reaction to Stan Van Gundy, where he was like, I agree with you, LOL. <laughs> or like, chill out, Stan. Yeah, come on, Stan. I was agreeing with you. <laughs> or when he retweeted Shaq's accomplishments that he posted. And he's like, damn, Shaquille. Good work. That was pretty. I'm proud of you. I think he might have said. <laughs> Calling him Shaquille is very funny. If you read the fine print on that like graphic that Shaq pulled up, some of them are just like above average like handshake. Yeah. And you're like, like what? Where did you pull that? That's a very weak looking yes. slide you got. Yes. Just show the Dudley Dunk. That's all you need to show. That's your resume. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Lakers Knicks last night. They played? Let's not bury the lead. They played. Not only did they play, I thought it was a very good basketball game. And I'm saying that because the Lakers won, but it was also just like some high level basketball going on at the end. Yeah. So when I was watching it too, and I knew that we were going to be doing this podcast, but Part of me was like, I wonder what nice things Amir can say about Knicks players. Because he watched 48 minutes. He watched 53 minutes of Knicks That's players. Right. I, I this think might there was some. my first full Knicks game of the year. So, like, Grimes, thoughts on Quentin Grimes? Very athletic. Mm-hmm. Very uh, a great finisher around the rim. Yeah, when he jumps, it's like there's good things happen. It's weird. Is he a rookie or a sophomore? Sophomore. Okay. Yeah. Do the Knicks have any rookies? No, we traded our one pick this year. Right, to like trade back and do something else with it. I just, I think we're at the point now where it's like we have too many first, second, and third year guys. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like we've got to fix this a little bit. Yeah. Grimes wasn't making shots, but you could tell that he like shoots with confidence and yeah. can like pump fake and drive. We, the Lakers don't really have a player like that. I guess they have Lonnie Walker. He has, he has Clay Thompson energy to be. Like really good on the ball defender, um, can shoot the lights out. I think he was. I think he led college basketball. This is Quentin Grimes in um, when he played at Houston in scoring. Yeah. yeah, like he was just like a lights out shooter. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. he didn't shoot well last night, but he did no. finish. Like he would. He would like do these like Michael Jordan reverses. Like yes, the NBA is getting to the point where like a Michael Jordan reverse is just a normal play now. That like hand switch, <laughs> that like one hand switch he had against the Lakers, maybe the Blazers. This is Michael Jordan back in the day. The oh, yeah, one. Yeah. 
yeah, like that, that was that's the Lakers in the finals. Yeah, that's done frequently now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not a spectacular move anymore. That's just that's like, a lefty layup. Yeah, if he misses that, it's like ooh, another missed layup by Grimes. You've got to finish that. You've got to finish that. You're a second year NBA basketball player. You've got to finish that. It is cool that the Knicks are playing him because Tibbs is so often like. Yep. I'd rather play a mediocre Evan Fournier because he's yep. an 11 year vet over yep. this rookie. I wonder what changed. I think the threat of Tibbs' job. Like he got a <laughs> he got the verdict from on high. Like you have to start playing these young players. I think so, and I think he also just like and we might have touched on this five and a half weeks ago, as you mentioned. But like the Derrick Rose of it all, the loyalty of it all. It's like at some point that just doesn't play anymore. Right. You know, like we've seen what that looks like. And yeah. that's why you saw, I was going to ask you my next question was thoughts on uh, Emmanuel Quickly, IQ. Oh, he was cool too. He was uh, a great, uh, kind of like a six man that you bring in when Jalen Brunson is tired. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, now the offense is going to run through him. You yes. can't really play him at the same time as Brunson. It's mm. more of like, kind of like, there seems to be like this Bones Highland Mm. Uh, quickly uh, Tyrese Maxis of the world where it's like mm, good comps let's get these short guys who can just cook yeah the microwaves minutes a half yeah and then take them to the bench when like it's time to play normal team basketball again he does have the skills to be a starter on the Knicks but he is like a really good six man he is like just a, like a lightning bolt and he was he was shoot, playing well yesterday I thought yeah I think when the Knicks were like struggling from three he was still hitting them Mm-hmm. Now, on the other side, thoughts on uh, Jericho Sims, because I thought that he had a particularly bad game. I thought that he, he was just like outclassed by AD. He doesn't shoot. <laughs> he he doesn't shoot. shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Can he, he at least go to the Mitch Robinson school of putback dunks and alley-oop and lob threat? A monster game from him is like three for five from the field. <laughs> <laughs> there was this one play, remember when like AD tried to spin baseline and mm-hmm. LeBron threw a lob to him and Jericho Sims was like a lunar eclipse. He just like <laughs> flew into the frame. I think he like bobbled the ball out of bounds anyway, but LeBron's like, oh, I didn't know that guy could quite do that. He is a physical freak. Like John Morant has been campaigning for Jericho Sims to be in the dunk contest, which is just fascinating. Yeah, how <laughs> but, tall? he's like seven feet tall, but also jumps 42 inches. Yeah, he could like dunk on 12 and a half. But like, he looks like like a baby deer. You know when like baby deer are born and they can like walk already, but their legs are just like, I don't know what I'm doing out here, slipping and stuff. He has that energy on the court where it's like, you need like five seasons in the NBA. I think Jericho Sims. Do you remember what Nick, you used to say that about? Mm, Baby deer legs? Yeah. Mm. (laughs) So I've said it before. (laughs) Obi Toppin. Oh, Obi Toppin. (laughs) You know, I hate to say it, but I'm getting close to uh, we can trade him. Wow, <laughs> he's had a real roller coaster of a career. Like first was like just an energy dunking through the legs guy. Yeah. Then he was like down. Then they brought him in to like start or like people were like play him over Randall. Like yeah. this guy can like legit play, shoot threes and stuff. Yeah. And now he's down again. He's had like Larry Johnson's entire career in like eighteen months. It's <laughs> like the coolest dunker the you've ever seen, and now he's a three point specialist. And it's yeah. like, how did we get here? Yeah, he's definitely not a three point specialist, though they do play him like that. I know, and that's what I'm saying. That's where it's like, all right, we're misusing him. We've gotta just he because right. he still has some like appeal. The name has appeal, and he probably will be awesome on another team. He should go to the Rockets. What about Rockets for Eric Gordon or something? Mm, not Eric Gordon. Why? A nice veteran shooter, a presence in the on the seventh, sixth, eighth man. I think it's usable. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we've just had like twenty straight years of getting Eric Gordon at some point. Yeah, Eric yeah. Gordon is like a good missing piece from 
a team that's like about to make it to the finals and I'm the genu- are a piece away from that piece away. Yeah, I'm, I just don't even because he's been on the Rockets for so long. I actually don't even know what the expectations are with Eric Gordon, like what he looks like anywhere else. Yeah, I think <laughs> he's, he's a good shooter and a good scorer. Like the Lakers are in, in the market for an Eric Gordon or an mm, Alec Burks, basically mm. anybody in that nature, just like an adult who can shoot a shot when LeBron passes him the ball. Hey, speaking of which, Alec Burks, um, did you hear this game was canceled tonight because of weather in Dallas? And the game's not even in Dallas? (laughs) (laughs) There was an ice storm. Mm. So planes and cars can't drive. Hmm. So that's it. So they're just stuck in Dallas. That's right. The Detroit Pistons. The Pistons are stuck in Dallas. It was like a home and home. Lucas scored 54 on them. And they were going to play another game in Detroit, and they were stuck in Dallas. That's right. You and think that's so, a game they uh, redo, or we just assume? That's we, what I was going to know that's, how that's going to go. That's what I was going to ask. I think the, the season's going to end and be like, oh, shit, the fucking game with Dallas and Detroit. Um, it's like yeah, that's, <laughs> it's like August. They yeah. just play a one-off game, just like on like an aircraft carrier somewhere. Can we just, let's just simulate what we all know the box score is going to be. <laughs> that's Luka good. will score a lot. They'll win by a little. De- Detroit Some, will tank at the end, and that's that. Yeah, I know. It's 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 wild to watch like some of these bad teams now get bad. It's oh, like yeah. and there's yeah. only like four of them. It's like Houston, yeah. San Antonio, yeah. Detroit. Yeah. Is that it? Orlando's trying to win. Orlando's winning too much, huh? Yeah. Yeah, they're winning too the much. Three te- and yesterday or the, the last couple a few days ago was the Rockets versus Detroit and it was a real like when two teams are trying to lose at the same yes. time. Those are very fun. The Rockets <laughs> sat Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, and Alperin Sangoon. <laughs> it was like, but that's everyone. Yeah. Like that's also, ev- like, now it's Tar East and, and like Kenyon not, Martin's son. These are not winning players. You don't have to worry about resting players. Houston, and, like, and, and they KJ won. Martin go. <laughs> and Houston won. <laughs> Detroit like walked back into their locker room, like pumping their fists. <laughs> <laughs> and yet still, Boyan Bogdanovich is on the Pistons, and Alex mm. is on the Pistons. Like, mm. Eric Gordon is on the Rockets. These players don't need to be there. And are we approaching NBA trade season? Doesn't yeah, it seem like we're... It's next week. It's next week. That's the deadline? Yes. So, like, this is kind of the week. Like, when do the trades actually... I don't even remember. When do the trades start happening? <laughs> they should... I mean, in theory, the Rui trade was supposed to kick off, like, all right, now we know, like, a rel- nobody knows what mm-hmm. the market is until a few players get traded. Mm-hmm. I think this is the problem when there's 27 teams trying to win and three teams trying mm-hmm. to lose. <laughs> it's like this weird standoff where nobody knows what to offer for anybody. Do we want players? Do we yeah. not want players? Are draft right. picks still a thing? There's right. Like eight players available. And right. The teams that are like selling, like, all right, you want OG Ananobi? Uh, three unprotected first rounders. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm starting to long for the days where the Knicks couldn't afford anyone because now we're in this new position where it's like we have way too much, like, money and draft picks and we are going to overspend. <laughs> and on, it sounds on, like on OG. OG Ananobi, yeah. It's like, man, depending on who you listen to, like, they're like, he is a huge haul. He's great. And other guys are like, he's OG Ananobi. Yeah, it's like he's 17 and six. He's you know what RJ he is. RJ Barrett. Like, right. you already have RJ Barrett. Now, right. Like, yeah. Is he going to move the needle that much? And is Toronto suddenly like a seller? Because also, like, Fred Van Fleet is an unrestricted free agent, or he's like a, I don't know, he has something where he can control his destiny. Yeah. So it's like, there's a couple players on the team that it's like, does Toronto just punt? Yeah, I mean, what some of these teams in the middle have to make a decision. Like, mm-hmm. Toronto has to decide, are we selling? Chicago mm-hmm. has to decide, are we selling? I'm like, mm-hmm. as a Laker fan, like, wanting half of these Chicago players, I'm like, what do you guys do? I'm getting frustrated as if I'm a Bulls fan. Right. Like, 
What are you guys doing? You're five games under 500 with no injuries, and this is the maximum output of your squad. Like, except Lonzo. Except Lonzo. That shit play, is crazy. The <laughs> most recent play. headline I saw was, doctors have no answers, team physicians have no answers, and Lonzo has no answers as to why his knee still hurts. <laughs> right. And this is a player that was already having, like, I remember he, he sprained his ankle on the Lakers and just missed eight months. So it's like, is that related to the whole doctors don't know why Lonzo is still like his knee hurting or is that an unrelated issue? And I'm glass just, like, bones, putting the two just together. glass bones. I mean, you don't miss eight months with a sprained ankle. Yeah, that's a lot. And then this knee thing, like, what is it? Like every sports doctor on earth can't get together and figure out exactly what's wrong with Lonzo Ball. It sucks because the beginning of the Bulls last season was when everyone was quote unquote healthy and they, they were, were so awesome. They, they were, the were they were awesome. They were just like such a great watch. The whole experience yes. was so fun about the Bulls and now he can't walk up the stairs. It and makes no sense. That's the difference between the number one team and uh, now they're number 11. They're 23 and 27. Same right. record as the Lakers, oddly enough. I'll tell you another massive drop-off that we've experienced recently, and I hate to say it because you have the over on them and the over in the draft. In fact, it was your number one pick. That's you can, correct. You want to fill in the blank for me? It's the New Orleans Pelicans. They're on a nine-game losing streak. <laughs> Very quiet, by the way. Like, yes. Nobody's talking. Like, as little as people talked about the Pelicans when they were doing well. Yes. Even extra not talking about them when they're doing poorly. And why is that? Because we were all, like, we were enjoying when they were good. So, like, is no one disappointed suddenly that it's I all it's just fun? Zion thing? So, it's like, Zion's mm. not playing. This team is boring. I don't care about, like, fucking CJ McCollum at the Smoothie King Center or whatever. I'll tell you, though. And this is just between me, you, and the X thousands of people who are listening right now. Our little secret. I wouldn't. Zion wasn't must-watch television for me. Oh, you're. Was uh, he must-watch for you? That's a hot take. Like he was. He w- came in thinking you'd be like an all-star or a, a highlight factory. Yes, and he was dominating in a kind of more boring way. Yes, kind of, and like, like just like doing well, but like below the rim. That's right, exactly. And like now he's like playing like point, or he was playing point forward, and it's like cool, cool. I'm just not watching the Pelicans, and I'm yeah. I'm surprised by that. I'm just surprised by that. Well, I think Ingram's been out for a while, too. So then when Zion went out, it was like, no Zion, no Ingram. And McCollum mm-hmm. was out for a little. So like, I think this is more of an injury-based losing streak. And now mm-hmm. that the players are coming back, I'll be interested to see if they come back. I fell wins. asleep. I fell asleep to Sports Center last night. Did I see that Ingram played last night? He did. He did, he did play. play. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> not, not news. Not news. Not news whatsoever. <laughs> okay. they, lost to the, they lost to the Nuggets. So. Mm. Which is fine. Everybody loses to the Nuggets, but Jokic had a casual like twenty-seven, sixteen, and fourteen again. <laughs> Did you see the game about with him and uh, Embiid? Yes, that was great, awesome. great stuff. And yeah. for like, and for one day, Embiid was the MVP leader. It was he like dominated. that he next day, yeah. all headlines said, "All right, it's finally Embiid's year." And then Jokic just does that again <laughs> yesterday. And you're like, it's. Obviously, Jokic's trophy again, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like you play well for 48 games. Yes. You're the MVP favorites, and then you lose heads up to the number two guy. Yes. And the entire thing just flips. It's like, okay, never mind. Embiid is better. Embiid is the MVP. And then you and watch then, it. Yeah. As the distance from that game increases, and Jokic does really well. It's yes. Like, okay, we're back. We're back yes. to what we all assumed, which is that Jokic is the MVP. I saw some tweet, and I'm going to butcher it, but it, the 
the spirit of the tweet was, I've never seen an NBA basketball player more than Nikola Jokic want the game to be over from the second it begins. <laughs> the body language is always just like moping yeah. and like, okay. <laughs> like, like what his attitude is towards basketball. Like, is he obsessed with it in the same way Giannis is? And it just mm. doesn't look like it because he's not very athletic. Or he doesn't he talk about like, it passionately. Does he, you think he watches basketball? Mm. Mm. I, I can't imagine he's like watching like a, Pistons Rockets game or whatever. Yeah, I feel like he's watching like Serbian horse dancing. (laughs) You know, like more just like back home cultural stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he's a fascinating guy. I did see some highlights of him yesterday and I was like, oh, like the ball is so small in his giant hands. Like, of course it's so easy. It's like he's just like passing a marble to his friends. Like it's like water polo. (laughs) Yeah. His like lanky, thick arm just sort of noodling around and finding players that aren't open, that are actually open because of the way he passes them the ball. It's like a kid's game for him. Did you see his crossover he had yesterday where he like turned his hips so he was like (laughs) sideways on the court and no one really knew what to do. And then he like crossed over to the same hand. It was just like, what is this game to you? This is so weird. He's also very good at shooting the ball in the paint. Like whenever he like decides I have to score, he just like sort of like, moves his gummy body and then he's four the feet away yeah and then like he shoots it and the ball just goes straight up and lands like straight, then just goes straight down yeah <laughs> i like, know what is this optical illusion to bring it back to how this all started uh, another player who's really good at that is jalen brunson he is so good at driving to the paint planting and then turning and just dropping it in just dropping it in a lot of uh, floaters yesterday and a lot of like bank shots yesterday the mm-hmm. lakers tried everything to stop him like it started with a point guard on him, then we tried Lonnie Walker on him, mm-hmm. then we put Max Christie on him, then mm-hmm. we put Roy Hachimura on him. Mm-hmm. By the end of the game, AD was trying to guard him, which sort of slowed him down a little bit. Sure. But he was sort of doing whatever he wanted, which is why it was so weird at the end of the game. Tips is like, we got to go ISO Julius Randle on How side. about that play, man? How that about that play, man? That sucked. He like and he went into the corner and like anyone who's played high school basketball, your coach has told you that if you could dribble to the corner, the corner is two new defenders. Both of yeah. those sidelines are defenders. So he's basically quadruple teamed with LeBron, AD, and two sidelines, and he shot it anyway. It he turned look. he turned away from the hoop and tried to floater. A, a funny thing, but I'm glad it didn't happen. Would be if uh, the refs called a foul on LeBron. There. Oh that would have been my! Just globally funny. It had to. <laughs> It had to be crossing someone's mind that, like, the refs apologized and said right. they were going to be, quote, unquote, losing sleep. That is maniacal. That is maniacal <laughs> over the blown call on Tatum on LeBron. It's like, wasn't there a time just a few years ago where if you, like, posted a picture of that and, like, complained about the refs, you'd be fined? Yeah, you, like, couldn't complain about the refs. The refs just tweeted back, we're losing sleep. It was like, LeBron gets treated different. And, like, I'm a Jordan fan, and he got treated different. So it's, like, I'm not saying it's, like, wrong or, like, there's no precedent. But right. it's just, like, oh, wow, they're just apologizing. So in that moment when they're, like, we're going to see if it was actually a charge on Brunson, I was, like, and here's where they apologize. This is well, how they apologize. Somebody asked them after the game. Uh, they're, like, what's what was the difference going into this overtime versus the Boston overtime that you guys were able to, like, overcome adversity this time? Whereas in the Boston game, you guys kind of, like, wilted down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, well, in this game... Uh, the refs didn't decide the, the outcome. The players. That is such loser mentality. <laughs> <laughs> like that is Which, so especially funny because there were two reviews. So the refs did kind of decide the game. The yeah. goaltending call and the Brunson sliding under. Yes, they, they both looked those over as well. It they has just went into the Lakers' favor. Remember when you we were little kids playing whatever kickball sport we were playing, and at some point you'd be like, "All right, now I'm going to play for real." 
Yeah, but that's for real though. Yeah, that kind of energy is just like that's what the Lakers seem to have. Like that was that was embarrassing. I thought the way that the LeBron Celtics, the reaction. To the, yeah, dude. I mean, like you're the best player of all time. You've won yeah. many, many, many championships. Like you yeah. are like you're god tier in this league. You didn't get a call. <laughs> like breathe. Breathe, dog. You didn't even lose. You're going to overtime. <laughs> like, to, to, to get on his defense, mm-hmm. yeah, not of course. because I'm playing devil's advocate, but I'm actually coming to his defense. Yes, of course. This was not the first time this happened this season. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's been building up. Like against the Mavericks, uh, Christian Wood also fouled him. So he's like, mm-hmm. that was annoying. Then it happened some other game as well. I forget if it was Sacramento or something. Mm-hmm. That was annoying. And then this one was the most egregious version of that because like the guy didn't. Tatum didn't hit the ball. He just hit his arm. Yeah. So it was just like, this is fucking, like, I think he just blew up. He really, the, the Lakers treated that game like a must win. And they also treated yesterday as a must win, which is yep. why it would have been so devastating if they had <laughs> yes. lost. Yes, they yes, They really, 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 like, LeBron played 40 minute, really, well, really wanted to win that game. But I mean, like, LeBron's not innocent. Like, he fouls dudes all the time. He trucked Jalen Brunson yesterday. Trucked him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it was and a foul on Br- no it was a foul on Brunson they called oh, a foul on Brunson they didn't call that AD hit a shot and they were just like oh maybe that's off. what it was maybe that's it was what it was situation. Yeah. but it's just like LeBron you are not like it's it was just a shocking display of just petulance he was so yeah. petulant he was a five year old who just didn't get his way I thought he was going to throw a right hook on his <laughs> assistant coach did you see it when like it first happened he was like, like trying to tame a wild animal he's like yes. no I'm not ready to calm down. Was it Isaiah Stewart last year? Yeah. Who like it was just like everyone and was like, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, really awesome. Um what was I going to say about the Lakers Knicks game? Well, you won. You won in overtime. Can remember oh, yeah. that. Um that was great. I like the way that it actually ended up in the Lakers' favor. But I was ter- terrified because whenever the Lakers have a 4 to 6 point lead, they just sort of stop playing. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. They're just like, all right, we'll run out the clock and mm-hmm. sometimes just throw the ball out of bounds, but that's okay because we ran out the clock. And then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, Brunson's going to drive and we're going to foul him. We have mm-hmm. to learn that lesson. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's okay to not defend a layup when you're up six. That's you right. You don't have to foul. They fouled Jalen Brown and it tied the game. They fouled Jalen Brunson unnecessary. And one. Foul, don't foul. Just and one. Don't foul. Right. He, he made both. He made the free throw, of course. It was yeah. an and one. Yeah. Um, and then they started the play. The 24 seconds left. One thing you know, take the last shot. Milk yes. the clock, take yes. the last shot. Oh, and they okay. milked the clock. They took it down. Yeah, all the but, way four seconds, which was plenty of time for the Knicks to score again. I'm like, how did we get to this situation? Well, I mean... Up, if it's tied with 24 seconds left, it's an egregious mistake that the other team has four seconds to now score and win the game. But granted, I, I 100% agree, but it was by... That was by good defense. I feel like they timed the play. Like, that pick and roll and, like, AD rolling to the hole, the bounce pass. Like, he makes that shot. There's one and change left on the clock, right? There was, like, even 3.9 when they actually blew the whistle, and then they added .6 on top. That's right. (laughs) So, it's like, it wasn't as bad as it seemed. I was just struck. Like, Brunson knew the play. He knew it. He got it. He's like, it's going to be a pick and roll. I'm going to slide in there and try to get a charge. And he did. Yeah. And LeBron's had a couple of those really nice passes. Those like down through the seam. Yeah. Yeah. Slip screen bounce passes. He had one in the first quarter too, where it was like 
damn, that's so awesome. There's like no root. There's no, there's nothing there. And he hit Russ on that in the first quarter too. And it's like, that is so unbelievably impressive. And buried in all of the scoring, (laughs) he passed Mark Jackson yesterday for like third, fourth, fifth all time in assists. I think he passed Nash and Jackson yesterday. He passed Nash too. Yeah, those two guys were like back to back and he just passed them both. That hurts. Nash is such a like a point guard <laughs> that it's like, damn, LeBron really has just steamrolled every category yeah. in the NBA. Well, when you play 20 years, it is kind of crazy that he's playing this well this late. I mean, that's a, sort of the common thing to say about LeBron, but it's nuts. So do you think if we set the over-under on Brady, 45, does yeah. LeBron hit it? Could he possibly? Could Does the NBA, could you possibly be 45 years old in the NBA? I would think not, but also like you shouldn't be this good at age 38 either. Mm. Like he has not gotten worse. No, no. They compared his numbers to this MVP season when he was 28 and they're comparable. How are his minutes in comparison to pre? So he's still playing 30 plus. No, he's not. Yeah. That's, that's psychotic. (laughs) I was going to ask you who is in a better position like um, to play to 45, an NFL quarterback or LeBron James? Because NFL quarterbacks aren't getting hit, and Tom Brady's always had lines that just protect him like crazy. Yeah. But still, you're one blindside tackle away. So right. who do you I think? I think quarterbacks can hide it, hide old age easier because mm. they can do what Brady did, which is get rid of the ball fast. Yeah, LeBron, it's like you have to, at the very least run up and down the court a lot. Yes, like a 45 year old Braun is maybe like Lamarcus Aldridge at age 34, like just like a guy that jogs to the top of the key and shoots jumpers. But like, right. He can do that till whenever he wants. But he is running. That's a good point. LeBron's running a couple miles a game where Brady yes. is really just dropping back. Like I was going to say like the wear and tear is like the fouls versus the sacks and stuff, but you're totally right. It's like yeah. he's running miles and miles a day. Like Brady doesn't necessarily break a sweat. It seems like he right. drops back and throws the ball. Right. Is he well, sweating after the game? <laughs> I mean, now we're in past tense because this morning Tom Brady retired. retired. Yeah. yeah, that's good. We, that's we nice. buy it. We that's buy it. Fine. Yeah, I think that one is real. He goes to Fox. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I'll go over to Fox for the Super Bowl. Get paid right. seventy-five million for this game and another hundred million for next year. <laughs> Insane. Figure it out, Brett. Figure it out for that. <laughs> good job. What'd you think about AD? First game, or I guess second game back. Second in yeah. three games. Solid. I mean, it's it's great to have him back. We were so mm. like, for like the longest time, we didn't have Rui yet, and we didn't have AD. So it was just mm-hmm. like, ah, all right, uh, Wenyan Gabriel, can you play thirty one minutes tonight? And Thomas right. Bryant, hopefully, right. But like zero like um, defense at the rim. So like to bring him back in, it's like wow, players are driving in on the Lakers and they see somebody and they're not like shooting a lip. Exactly. Contested. He is so on the defensive end. He is just so dominating. It's he's just, just so, so tall and he's like. He's big, but like every player is big. I don't know how. I think he's really smart defensively, and he always yeah. knows where to be. And he doesn't usually like go for fakes. He just like stands very tall and like upright. And he's just very good at altering shots without getting in foul trouble. Yeah, and I feel like you and I have seen enough games in person where it's like when you see his shoulders, just the width of he's his shoulders. He just ta- yeah, like seven feet up, he takes up so much space. <laughs> You know, like that's just seven feet. Like, and then when he raises his arms and stuff, but like, he's just like, he's just a massive human being. But what a, I was really shocked. I didn't think Rui was going to be a starter. I was, I wasn't, uh, they really, the only reason like Lakers Twitter has been kind of upset because (laughs) Darvin Ham is for whatever reason, obsessed with playing three guards at the same time. Mm. He really started only because Pat Beverly didn't. So that's why we usually play like Beverly Schroeder and then sometimes even Westbrook with those three uh, with uh, all together. So it's Mm -hmm. like those three point guards are guarding 
uh, fucking Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. It's like, this is not sustainable. So like yeah. only out of necessity did we start a normal looking starting lineup. Which well, that's what I was on AD and Rui. That's what I was going to say. Like for the first time yesterday when I was watching, I was like, oh, this is a basketball team. Because, yes. like, for so long you've had, like, three stars and you've never – and, like, it just seems like you haven't had depth. But just this absence of AD and some games LeBron for a while, it's like we did get to see Thomas Bryant flourish a little bit. We did right. get to see Wenyan Gabriel flourish. We know that Austin Reeves is coming back. Like, Russ is starting to really accept the sixth man. It's like, oh, is this a roster? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> hey. I, 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 like, Rui – It's not that hard. No way. And, like, you were, like, two games, three games behind fifth place. Like, you were in right. 13th. But it's so it's like – this is suddenly, I was watching yesterday, I was like, this isn't a championship level team per se, but like, this is competence and you could build off that. You could <laughs> right. definitely build off of competence. Can we be Dallas level fine? Like, can we just be like, whatever the sixth seed is? Like, you know, Phoenix style of normalcy, but for whatever reason, there's like such a log jam that it's hard to right. win four, five, six games in a row. Like, Totally you're, is. You're going to be playing Golden State, who's an eight seed. You're going to be playing the Clippers. You're going to play Denver, Memphis. Mm-hmm. Like, one of these teams is going to get to you. It's so hard to win uh, but, uh, a normal amount of games that requires a playoff push. Yeah, but I feel like you have unlocked the first thing, which is competency. That's yes. like, like I feel like you really, and I'm, I'm taking this off the Knicks game, but I feel like you really have genuinely unlocked that. And now what I want to see is this team at its best. Like, remember Portland's first 10 games where it was like, okay, this is, they'll never be better than this. <laughs> yeah. But this is like what it looks like. Yeah. Nightly. This is but, the peak version of the Blazers. And I'm genuinely curious what peak Lakers looks like. Because I don't know. I really couldn't guess. Like, it was, was it last the, night? It was oddly the Boston game that we lost. Because, like, we were going toe-to-toe and, like, uh-huh. playing really really well at the number one seed in the East house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were just like uh, one stupid mistake away from winning that game. And then and AD was in that out. game, correct? AD did play, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, hmm. But I, I, I honestly think slash hope slash pray that the Lakers' best version is still like uh, yet yeah. to come because we're one or two trades away. I agree. My I question agree. Is, is, does that trade involve russell westbrook or has he played himself into a necessary part of this necessary part homie i know we were talking about this we were talking about this when we were watching the afc championship game or whatever game we were watching and uh and you were like he is a net negative like he really like we 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 will not re-sign him and i'm watching him over and over and i'm like he matters it's frustrating and some of his jumpers are horrendous but aren't all of some of our jumpers horrendous like He's so a he's an important is, spark yeah. plug. This is where I'm at with Russell Westbrook today. It's been a real yeah today. today. Who knows what tomorrow it looks February like? February first. This is at the t- when he has bad games. Everyone wants to trade him. When he has good games, it's like haters. You owe him an apology. Mm-hmm. I think the problem with Westbrook is that he is not consistent. So he will have some games that are zero for nine with like mm-hmm. three turnovers and two assists, and it's mm-hmm. like. Just the fact that he's capable of doing that means mm-hmm. he's not a very good player. So, like, mm. on a game that he plays well, like last night, I think mm-hmm. we might not have been able to win without him. Like, especially in overtime, he was setting everybody up. Mm-hmm. He also, like, took the ball away from Randall a few times, which was pretty mm-hmm. impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the cool. Brooklyn game, you're, you guys aren't even cl- sniffing that game and if, the, if he's not in it. And I think that's the best version of Westbrook is when LeBron and AD are out and it's like, all right, Westbrook, do whatever you want. But exactly. I think the, the best version of the Lakers doesn't need Russell Westbrook because yeah. he's one inconsistent and two, if LeBron and AD are playing, if they're not playing, then it doesn't matter anyway. Well, and that's why LeBron he has to be the sixth playing, man. He, he, he doesn't need to play with them. No, and we already agreed. Have, yes. And I think we need to flip that sixth man 
role that he does uh, to a shooter like an Alex Burke, Alec Burks or a Boyan sure. Bogdanovich. And then sure. uh, Dennis Schroeder will be the Russell Westbrook style mm. player without not as big of an upside, but definitely not as big as a downside. He definitely doesn't. He he is not better. The Lakers are not better. And AD and LeBron are not better when the three of them are on the court together. So if you can just isolate pot time with him where it's just his ball, because like when he's on the court with either LeBron and AD, he does that thing that he always does, which is he like hits turbo, which is turbo still really works. (laughs) And he drives to the lane. And the best Russ in that version is just attack the rim. Like if you hit turbo, just go all the way. Don't feel like you have to get cute. But when one of those two guys are on the court, he always looks to do this weird pass after holding down his turbo button. (laughs) And it's like you get the AD and he's open. And sometimes it goes straight out of bounds. More often than not, more often than not, it's a charge or he throws it out of bounds. He misses a lot of layups. He misses, he misses a, a lot, lot of lips. He misses a lot of lips. He's <laughs> he's developed this interesting relationship with the backboard these past few years, where it's like it's his quote unquote friend. It. I always see it when he's like staring at the backboard. <laughs> Me too. Do not do it. And he did it in overtime yesterday. He went in. Me too. Yes, I know. Oh, that one shot. And he like walked back, and I like I felt his relief. Like I I wanted that one for him. It is but, impressive how he hasn't uh, let his confidence hurt him. Like, dude. He's, like the entire world is like kind of borderline against him or like at the very least, like stop doing this. And he's like, I'm still the fucking man and I can yes. still do this. And then yes. sometimes it happens and I'm like, that's still kind of impressive just on a human level. Not Yes, totally. Rooting for my basketball team. There's a great clip of Kyrie walking onto the court like hours before the game. And I'm sure he saw this and Russ yes. was taking warmups and he was like, that's what greatness is. Like that's yeah. what greatness, greatness looks gets like. Greatness early. Greatness gets here early. And I was like... I that. <laughs> players that played against Russ between 2010 and 2016 realize he's, or at the very least, used to be the absolute man. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but if you're like watching basketball critically in the last three years, you realize like that's not what we're getting night in, night out, and it's not necessarily a positive thing for a team. No, correct. Correct on all fronts. But I think he's still necessary, and I would love the Lakers to resign him, and I'd be so curious what that deal looks like. No, please. I don't think I don't, I don't, I don't want it. We can find, like, sixth men don't have to be such fucking high-variance XMB. Like, just get Tyus Jones. That costs $52 million. Yes. I mean, well, next year won't be that much anyway. No, of course, saying, like, of course. You can get a normal point guard. Like, it doesn't... Schroeder was the minimum. Yeah. That's Tyus fine. Jones, by the way, uh, FanDuel All-Star this year. Absolute stud. I he's mean, he's, he's, amazing, he's an amazing basketball player. He is like, jaw. That's, that's what you're looking for. It's like, just like, give me a melt in, like a fucking consistent guy. An IQ. Morris, a Monty Morris. Oh, IQ Monty Morris. Too, too all over for me. I need a, a nice adult, a stable adult in the relationship. You'd rather have Monty Morris than IQ? Yeah. I <laughs> you, just, you have not just, watched I enough IQ. A guy hitting like mid-range jumpers, no threes, no no dunk attempts. <laughs> just give me a nice mid-range jumper who can facilitate It's so the funny. That you want Monty Morris because there was that graphic going around. It's the Russ Wizards team is the Lakers again. This no, year. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like Rui, Russ. There's like two other Thomas dudes. Bryant. There you go. There's one more too out there. Oh, Troy it's Brown. Troy Brown Jr. Yeah. <laughs> and now you want Monty Morris. Well, Monty never. You want Avija. You yeah, want Daddy Avija? Yeah. We treat the Wizards like a. A farm league for us. It's true. Everyone is crying for Kuzma in the offseason. Well, the latest scuttlebutt is uh, a Russ or a Pat Beverly deal is like the last two trade chips we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the possible teams 
another Eastern Conference team that we forgot about is Charlotte, who might pack it in right now as well. Mm. I mean, it seems like they packed it in a long time ago. Right, and like six weeks of Russ is probably fine for them right now, or just to like wave him and get a trade uh, 2027 first round pick for a season that's not going anywhere anyway. Might make so I'm, sense. I'm realizing that you you have a week now. You have eight days to trade Russ or keep Russ and just, that's it. Yeah. yeah. We're one mm. Hanukkah away. Okay. Yeah. You are a festival of lights away from <laughs> yeah. paying him his full $50 million this year. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the money is not the issue. The issue is like, we can't end a game with him. Maybe like he's not necessarily good next to LeBron and AD. He's uh, not entirely necessary. And he's one of the worst shooters in the NBA right now. Man, I think you see this thing through. Genuinely, that's not even me being like a hater. I think you just see the Russ experiment through, see if this team can get hot and really. This is like going to be the first time where he's been the sixth man. It feels like where LeBron and AD are now back and like seemingly trending in full health. You know, it's like I don't know. Just like see it through. Sixth man is fine, but I I I'm worried he's going to be closing games. Like Mm -hmm. you know, the type of sixth man that like now the starters not Mm -hmm. playing at at crunch time. Mm -hmm. He played in crunch time yesterday. Do you think he knows he better? He shot threes. He was, we were up five, and he was shooting threes. That's there you go. Okay. You, you answered my question. <laughs> I don't think that's okay. <laughs> you actually answered my, my question was going it to be, to be does he at least have the capacity to know not to shoot? No, that he's not a shooter. That he's not a shooter. Not. No. <laughs> he's the worst. Sh- didn't they say, like, of 151 players that have shot an X amount of threes, he's either last or second to last? Like, Believe, yeah. I mean, when you see it live, when you see it live, I had a buddy who just went to the Lakers-Spurs game. And he hasn't been to a Lakers game since they got Russ. And he's yeah. like, man, when you see it live, you realize that it's like kind of justified all the booing that he gets. He's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's awful to watch. Because he plays so high variant. Like he like spins, jumps, throws yeah. the ball. And if it goes in, you're like, holy shit, that was amazing. And if it like doesn't hit the rim, you're like, what was that? Man? Why would that you do that, man? <laughs> Chill out, man. LeBron's on your team and you just spun baseline and threw a lob to nobody. I know. And like the 65% free throw percentage is also like, that's unforgivable. That's yeah. unfor- That's like unforgivable. Keep in mind, his defense is not very good either. See, I disagree. I thought well, at least like in the Knicks game yesterday, I thought that he was like one of the most important defenders you had all game. You know, oddly enough, he's better at guarding big men because they don't yes, run. Yes, exactly. Run. <laughs> and he's really good at defending like inbound post passes. Right. Like if you're trying to float the pass into Randall or something like that, Russ is going to get that ball. Yeah. Like he's just like a dog. He's just like that a little. That was very funny when he took the ball away from Randall. He's just like shaking his head. No. Well, like uh-huh. happened two or three times. Like, no, get get down to the other side. You're not <laughs> yep. scoring on me. I'm like, I... Russ, you're like famous for being not a good defender. It's so funny that like his attitude is like, I don't fuck. I'm a lockdown god. Like. Yeah, can't fucking score on me. I mean, he's an effort guy. Like that's one thing you can guys. rely on. Yes, and you know that's that's a very good quality. You yeah, know, I you're not just skilled. You're you're Lakers athletic. Ne- the Lakers never get blown out. They mm-hmm. only like I know. struggle really fight hard. Like, and if we do get rid of Russ and or Pat Bev, it'll be interesting if we maintain that same intensity and mm-hmm. we never blow teams out either. Mm-hmm. The yeah, Lakers, that- the Lakers will not win by twenty or lose by twenty. That was like the Giants. The, the this is NFL now. The Giants, the Vikings. There's a couple of teams this year that like had like eleven one score games. <laughs> right. And it's, it's like play it, to the end. Yeah, and it's just like it's an excruciating way to be a fan. 
Yeah. You know, it's just an excruciating way to be a fan. It's also not a good way to like have determined postseason success. Like the teams that like win are the ones that have been blowing out and sort of having fun in the fourth quarter, playing mm-hmm. games on the bench. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that at all this year. Like LeBron mm-hmm. has not taken a fourth quarter off this year. So, yeah. What? So there definitely is that like changed energy where like teams really aren't punting on this season. And they're like, even the, the Nuggets, the Grizz, I mean, the Celtics to a certain extent, none of them. There doesn't feel like terrible teams and doesn't feel like amazing teams. Yeah. Is there a reason why? Like, I think it's the uh, one, it's that there are no like super duper teams anymore. So just getting rid of the Warriors did a lot of that, mm. fixed a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, the, uh, the play in tournament has like teams that are like 12th and 13th still fighting. Like mm-hmm. Orlando is still kind of fighting. Mm-hmm. And also like normalizing the back end, the lottery odds makes like. You don't have to have the worst record anymore. Like you can still play competitive games, even if you're going to be like the, that's right. The 29th, the 30th, the 28th worst teams, all have the same odds. Yep, yep. So that all coming together is like creating this insanely large middle class that we haven't really had ever. The NBA is really good at tinkering in the off season, just making these slight little changes that really affect the game in positive ways. We talked about it five and a half weeks ago, but um, <laughs> how the like. Like they added the take foul rule and they like got rid of that, like chase down foul where if you stop and the guy bounces into your back and like the kick leg, you know, it's like they just really changed things quickly and efficiently. And now the, the play in also is just, it's brilliant. I mean, it's really, it's fixed the game in a lot of impressive ways. Uh, Who can the Knicks trade? Is it only the players that are resting? (sighs) I really don't know what we do. I, I don't know what we do without, we're not like a OG Ananobi away. You know, like, I just don't know what we are away. You know who I really want. And this team has been playing better off without him. Let me give you some context clues. <laughs> so if I say this team is playing better off without him, could you guess who I'm talking about? Uh, he hasn't been playing for weeks now. <laughs> and they've been better. They've been, they've been more dynamic. They've allowed other players on the team to shine in impressive ways. Oh. Um, I'll give you one more context clue. You started this guy in fan, not this guy that I'm talking about, his teammate in FanDuel a few days ago, and you won FanDuel that night. Because he played that well. Because his teammate played that well, because he now had the space to flourish. <laughs> I want the guy who's hurt. What? <laughs> what? Is this an Eastern Conference or a Western Conference team? Western Conference team. Okay. Made uh, a big trade in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Not for him. Not Phoenix. No. Not the Clippers. No. I can give you another clue if you want. No. North. The North. Portland. Keep going. Minnesota? Yes. Oh, you want Carl Anthony Towns. They're just better without him. (laughs) I think think you can say they're better without him and mean anybody on the Timberwolves. (laughs) I guess that's fair. The team is such a broken amalgamation of four quasi-great players that, like, literally take any two of them out and it's like, we're fine slash better. Similar energy to the Lakers in that regard. I mean, I feel like it's been like a three-year conversation or a two-and-a-half-year conversation with the Russ experiment, where it's just like, like you have too many superstars and no one can flourish. But I will say, like, D'Angelo Russell's playing exponentially better next to Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert and not Cat. I think Cat confuses his teammates on, like, what do you want us to do? Like, coach, what should we be doing while this, like, totally dynamic, freaky big man does his thing? Yeah. Well, I will say maybe his trade value has never been lower. Yes. Because they need, uh, they don't need him to win as they're winning without him. Mm-hmm. They also need to replenish their draft picks. So, like, have to. When you're talking about having 
the three draft picks that you guys didn't trade for Donovan Mitchell, you still have them. Correct. Which you're not necessarily too keen on unloading it for OG. Maybe you're a different acronym. Yeah, a different acronym. Yeah, Yeah, not the OG, but KAT actually works fine. I mean, part of me also recognizes I still don't know. Like, Katz might not be, he hasn't played winning basketball in his career. He hasn't had like that one season. He also misses. 35 games a season minimum but that's seemingly a new thing. like in this first like five years he never got hurt because is that true played, yeah he he played like 82 games for oh maybe it's just recency years. bias it seems like yeah. the past couple of years and granted one might have been covid or whatever but like right. it seems like he's had long stretches where he's just been out yeah but he's not like a he's not a tall guy that like relies on his athleticism where i'm like i'm worried about his long-term durability right yeah pretty flat-footed he shoots like me shoots threes yeah yeah he just throws he just kind of he just kind of throws the ball at the rim 40 percent from three yeah shoots like me are there are there there any untouchable players on the knicks for you yeah oh for me um yeah brunson's definitely untouchable definitely he's uh he's i mean you watch him and you're like oh a pro oh cool he's a, he's a, a he's a stud a professional basketball player. Um, we could move Randall, and I wouldn't be heartbroken. I feel like his trade value is extremely high right now. Randall? Uh, or? Yeah, Randall. I feel like you can get a lot for Randall. I feel like teams would love to get a Randall. Right. Like the Suns would be amazing with a Randall. I feel like that <laughs> yeah. would just like just like a powerful force down low. A power forward? That's a powerful forward. Yeah, a powerful force word. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, not really. I mean... It's fun to watch competent basketball. We've been in most games. Knicks have been so bad for so long that just the fact that we're not awful is cool. We're probably going to have to start talking about coaching soon. <laughs> right? Like the, the the Tibbs experiment is I don't know what else I'm expecting out of him. Like what new what like he's famously not one to uh like shapeshift towards the game. He plays yeah. his guys his way. And it's led us to like 40 40- <laughs> 40 wins and <laughs> that's cool yeah but i don't know i'm coming off brian dable joining the giants and suddenly oh. like turning like daniel that's jones smart. into like an all pro yeah it's yeah. like all right if we give you these ingredients can you make a better cake than the previous chef right. you know like i don't know but i feel like that's the nick's next thing yeah it's like a cooler smarter coach a more new school coach yeah i just like maybe playing i don't even know though more up tempo i I don't know. I really don't know what the, the Knicks are in that like Netherlands, just kind of like, I don't know what we're it's supposed like, to expect out of you. RJ Barrett of teams where it's like, mm. this guy's pretty good. Pretty good. He's not great. He's not bad. Some nights he's, you're like, damn, this is like coach of the year territory. And then other nights you're nice. like fire, fire tips. <laughs> <Right. laughs> and like so, RJ. It's yeah. a consistency thing, I guess. Yeah. RJ is a fascinating guy to watch. Like that. What's your, I mean, you, pr- you pretty much just diagnosed him, but what's your read on RJ after watching him last night? I don't remember a single thing he did on the right. That's a thing. He disappeared. That's he a disappeared thing. Completely. He's like reliable and also un- and forgettable, and that's yeah. like a tricky. That's a tricky twosome. You know, he, he's left-handed and plays next to Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, who are like the better versions of him. It's like he's mm-hmm. kind of half Jalen Brunson, half Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. Also left-handed, right in the middle of them, but mm-hmm. it's a little redundant. I think. Mm-hmm. I want him to train with Kawhi. I really want him to train with Kawhi. Yeah, I wonder if he should be a, just a focus on being like an insane defender. Yeah, just a big bodied, just like smart. Like he's very sound, uh, but I don't know. I 
you look at like the successful draft picks of the last couple of years and you're like, damn, like that's what superstars, that's what drafting a superstar looks like. Well, wasn't he like, he was Zion, then John Morant, then RJ Barrett. Can you believe it? (laughs) (laughs) And you know, the fourth that year was the Lakers and we traded it. Did you take D'Lo that year? Oh no, that was the Porzingis year. Yeah. Oh, you traded uh, it. They traded it and to some Who went for? I think Garland. Damn it. You didn't need that point for Oh, yeah. the Knicks. Oh, yeah. the Knicks. We have such a history of like one pick away. The Steph yeah. Curry one is like infamous. Famous. Still famous. Jo- Johnny Flynn. Yeah. Because <laughs> they took, no, it was the, the Wolves that took two point guards right before. Yes. Two picks yes. for Curry. Yes. Point guards. Neither Curry. <laughs> Ricky Rubio, Johnny Flynn. We got yes. him. Got him. We, got we have our future. <laughs> Oh, no. The Warriors like, all right. I guess we'll just take uh, the third greatest basketball player of all time. All right, if, you, if you're gonna, eight, if it just slips, it'd be slips to us. Fucking <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, all right. I mean, I, it, it'll be interesting what shakes out in the next week. We'll know a little bit more what teams. Everybody's at a stalemate. They're all just like a, a log jam to decide who's selling, who's buying. One of these things might like be the thing that like gets everything else going. The floodgates will open. Hopefully. I wonder, yeah, if you could make, I would say my bold trade uh, would be Carl Anthony Towns somewhere. Uh-huh. Is there any sort of like, if you could just like throw out, and I'm putting you on the spot here, so you could say pass if you want, but yeah. if you could just throw out like a, this person, yeah, like uh, something that no one's talking about or thinking about, but might be interesting. Dame? Oh, no, I don't think it'll be that big. I think the biggest thing could be uh, OG to like a, a Western Conference contender like Memphis yeah. or uh, like Alex Caruso to the Warriors. Like the Warriors or the Grizzlies trading would be mm-hmm. kind of big because mm-hmm. they kind of are just like one spark plug away from. So there's no superstar. The Denver level. You see no superstar on the move. Zach Levine, maybe? Mm. Is he a superstar? He's so paid. Yeah, Somebody has to have so much money. I think he just signed a five-year extension. Like yeah. He's, he's like making $240 million going forward. Yes. Yeah. And yes. And that's like if the Lakers do sign him, which would be very cool. I mean, he's such a cool, hot guy in well, a cool, hot city. For him. The Lakers, a kind of trade that might be win-win is if the Bulls are like looking to just get rid of him. Russ. <laughs> Give him Russ, and then Russ expires, and then it's the Lakers' problem for five years. But like, mm-hmm. but that's not a problem. He's not a problem. That's the difference. He's not like <laughs> Russ year sixteen or right. whatever Russ is in right now. Or I really don't even know. But like he's he's still like an awesome player. Like he's seemingly worth that value. Right. He's a good yeah. scorer. Yeah. He's a good scorer, and the Bulls also have another good scorer, DeMar DeRozan. Like, they could do the same exact thing with a different player. Right, right. I, and that's what makes me question, like, so why aren't they good? Yeah. What's... Because so they are Vooch. Yeah. And they, and they have Alex Caruso. Yeah. <laughs> there's, like, there's no shortage of reasons why they're just not good all the time. Lonzo. Lonzo can't walk upstairs. <laughs> Honestly, no. a lot of these games come up to, like, come down to like who can walk upstairs and yeah <laughs> really he can't make it to the, is he on the bench <sighs> he can't make it to the he can't sit down he can't make a few he, stairs yeah it's there's two stairs to actually get to the court there's two it stairs so it must be so bad for lonzo when the doctor's like so how do you feel today and he's like i mean my knee still hurts i'm sorry nothing's changed like, i don't know why <sighs> Know why? I don't know what to tell you. I can't understand. We did the surgery; it was fine. The surgery mm-hmm. was good. Yeah, he's just still in pain. Imagine Lavar. 
this season. This has been a rough year for LeVar. Like there was a time where he said all of my sons are going to be in the NBA. And there was a, I don't know, a 30 game stretch where none of his sons were in the NBA. Yeah. LaMelo gone. LeVar, but I'm just saying, but neither, but neither were, but he was off for like 30 games. He just yeah. seemingly couldn't get on the court. Yeah. Yeah. Sprained an ankle. yeah. That's a shame. That's a shame. Uh, all right, let's keep our ears and eyes to the tweet streets and see who gets traded first. I'm very excited to know, and I'm glad it's coming up soon. I mean, the season's like over halfway over. It's like oh yeah, if you like, you don't have that much time to like acclimate to a completely new roster either. I would say this is a record under year for us in terms of buckets episodes uh, pre All Star game. Yeah. There are fewer and further between. Though I am, I'm getting some people coming up to me being like, I, I really like buckets. I really listen to every episode. So I mean, we're starving our fans, creating super uh, fans. Need. Total listenership lower, but <laughs> passion of current <laughs> listenership at an all-time high. Something I know very well. I feel like that's, that's the audience of every project I've ever signed on to. All the niche. All yeah. the niche. Yeah. Uh, um, super Bowl prediction? Super Bowl prediction, I got the Eagles, dog, and I don't and think I it's going to be close. Wow. And I don't And I don't think it's going to be close. The one thing going for the Chiefs is, like, there's a world where Mahomes is the best football player ever, and shouldn't he just, like, start winning a lot of Super Bowls? Mm. Like, I don't, know if, is, I don't like, even know if he's the best player. I honestly don't even know if he's the best player in this game. Because <laughs> he's hurt or just because Hurts is that good? I think Hurts is that good now. Yeah. Like Hertz is Saquon Barkley and Peyton Manning. Like he just throws perfect balls and you can't really tackle him. Or so, Mike Vick kind of like an Eagles comp where it's like, wow, that was really fast that he ran and also really great that he threw. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, they killed the Giants and then they killed the Niners. They beat yeah. them both like 31 seven. Like the yeah, seven is the most like impressive thing where it's like, oh, so no one can just score on you either. Right. Great, like, cool. Yeah, if that happens in the Super Bowl, they're like, "Oh wait, this entire time this has been one of the best teams ever." And mm-hmm. we just didn't ever, we didn't ever really give them credit. They were undefeated pretty much all season long, except for a couple of games where they just kind of like punted on it. Like yeah. they were pretty unbeatable, <laughs> and now they're in the last game of the season. Yeah, but, but you know who you know who beat Tom Brady is the Philadelphia Eagles. So maybe Mahomes can still be one of the greatest ever and lose to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Totally plausible. I mean, if you're putting money down, it's what is it? It's currently Eagles two point favorite. Is that right? Yeah. The Eagles are slight favorites. And it's like 50 and a half. I think yeah, it's is a high, the, it's a high over under. How, how would you play that? Probably. Oh God. I know. I'm so torn. I know. Like my, I'll, I'll give out this bet. I, I gave it to you a, 10 years ago, always bet the under in the first half or first quarter, depending on however your bets can go. The jitters. Um, jitters and also coaches just don't want to take shots yet. We are not in the, we're not taking shots. We're just right. kind of getting a couple plays out. Yeah. We're going to like mm-hmm. read them first 15 type energy. Yeah. But so the 50 and a half is a daunting number. Seems if you believe, cause it's been the under in the first half for ever. Like that bet <laughs> just hits that bet right. just hits. They, but, and they must be lowering it, lowering it, lowering it. The question at a certain point, a Super Bowl will be seventeen to thirteen and a half. Oh yeah, I mean, and, at some point you'd think. Yeah. I mean, but do you remember the who was it? It was the, uh, it was Brady. It was the Patriots and someone else. Maybe the Rams. It was like three nothing yes, for like the final score was like ten to three. Dude, oh my god, I worked I worked that Super Bowl, and I just remember like like texting with all of my like, coworkers at CBS Sports, and they were like, "This is going to be one of the worst Super Bowls of all time." Like, we pay a billion dollars for this every four years, and bad bet, bad bet by us. Like, this is a this is a net loss. <laughs> this is no one's going to remember this or care. 
under 14 and a half total points. Oh, brutal. It was yeah. a bad watch. I remember it was like a really bad watch. Yeah. It was just like, oh, this sucks. That was the year like Adam Levine was the like halftime show. It was like, oh dear God, we're not getting any, any respite. Where was that game? Do you remember? Like, was it raining too? I don't remember where that game was. It was probably four years ago because I think CBS has it next year. So it like rotates every, every network every year right. or something like that. Yeah. So I don't remember where it was though, but All yeah. Right. All right. I mean, even the, I don't want to prolong this conversation, but the game that we watched together was uh, the Chiefs Bengals. Like it didn't feel like anyone scored in that game, but it was 43 points combined. So I guess 50 is not impossible. Yeah. It, it was 23, 20 touchdown. Yeah. 23, 20, but it right. didn't it go into overtime or am I making that up? It almost no, you're making that up. Time. Yeah. Yeah. This is four days ago. You can't expect me to remember. No, no, no. There's been a Knicks-Lakers game in between. That is just a hard <laughs> factory reset of everything I've known. Do the Knicks play again? Are they, are they wiping the memory of this game right away, or do they have to wallow in it a little That's bit? It's a good question. I know the Lakers are coming off a back-to-back. I don't know if the Knicks, what the Knicks have. I'll tell you what, though. My brother-in-law and my nephew were at that game last night, and they had the time of their life. That is like a... If, you have a da- if you're a dad with a 10-year-old son, you dream of going to a game like that. You know, <laughs> yeah, because the celebrities were out and like AD and the uh, Le- the stars were actually playing versus yeah, and you just the promise of like telling your son driving to the court that it's like this is the Knicks versus the Lakers. These are like yeah. two of like the most important franchises in the NBA, and like wouldn't it be cool if and <laughs> it happened? Yeah, and it all happened. It was so cool. And my nephew is wearing a little LeBron James jersey, even though he lives in New York, just was like he I wore the Lakers then. I guess so. I guess you kind of have to, right? Like, he loves LeBron. <laughs> like, I love Jordan. I wore a Jordan jersey <laughs> to Madison Square Garden. So it's like yeah. such a sweet full circle moment. But uh, I'm glad nice it delivered. It's staying, in, it's staying in the family, The choosing the stars over the Knicks. Yeah. I'm also really glad that I just have a, uh, a friend group that actually could appreciate him wearing that jersey. Because none of my friends, in, all my friends in New York would be like, what the fuck is he doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and it's all your Laker fan friends. Yeah, it's great. It's an honorary part of the chat. Add him to the text chat. Add Say again? Add him to the text chat. Yeah, he actually, I just found out he does have a little cell phone number of like 10. Okay. His cell phone number is little too. It's just 10. Yeah, all in lowercase. Lowercase numbers. T-E-N. Uh, all right. Good work, William. Yeah. Where can people listen to more of you? Uh, just go to HeadGum, No Joke Podcast. Okay. You know the game. And uh, I got a website, billyscafuri.me, if you want to see my uh, my work. Oh, damn. That's cool. Are you doing anything for the Super Bowl, or it's not your network? I can't comment on that <gasps> right now. Whoa. I just can't comment on that. I am interviewing um, two super middleweight boxers tomorrow. Really? Pretty, pu- pretty pumped about that. What is that for? It is for their upcoming fight, March 25th. David Benavidez versus Caleb Plant. Winner gets Canelo. Oh, dear. I've never heard of either of these teams. Uh, either of these guys, are they good? Yes, they are. Caleb Plant, I've uh, interviewed him once before. Last year, he won knockout of the year. Jesus, he just fucking knocks him out. <laughs> yeah, of the year. He knocks someone out the best. Cold. 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 This, Cold. Dude is, this dude is <laughs> the man. We got along real well. And it's so funny. When I interview these boxers, like I interviewed Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. These are like the toughest human beings on earth. And you're like, I love you now. Like after the interview, it's like, I love you and we're friends. Like, please follow me on Instagram. I love you. I love you. I worry about you. And then you see them going to the ring. You're like, please don't hurt each other. Like everyone, just please walk away. You guys are two good guys. You don't yeah. hurt each other. Oh man. I mean, peek behind the curtain. It's all WWE. These are all genuinely great guys who grew up with the guys they're fighting with. They all know the same guys. It's oh, all just, perf- it's all performance. They're just like selling when tickets. They're staying at each other. 
Oh, it's all it's all selling tickets. Like yeah. you notice as soon as the fight's over, they're like, he is such a great fighter. I've admired him for so long. We're both getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so we, we did everything that WBC wanted us to do. We're both getting paid. We like each other. Do they get paid win or lose? Or is it like the winner gets more? Yeah, no, win or lose. The, it's, it's already uh, established how much each person gets. Interesting. Yeah, because more often than not, one fighter is just worth so much more in the fight. Right, just the draw. Exactly, yeah. But uh, I'm doing that. I can confirm. I'm interviewing those two tomorrow. That's cool. Let them know I say hi. Caleb yeah. Plant. Yeah, you'll love Caleb Plant. That's who, you, that's who I think we should be rooting for here. Okay, go Caleb. Go Eagles. Yep. Go Knicks and go Lakers in terms of trades to help mm-hmm. our teams going yeah. forward. So that four-team parlay. <laughs> yes, will never hit. <laughs> I don't even know if it's possible, but uh, <laughs> we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, all right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back on March 17th. <laughs> Until then. That was a HeadGum Original.